Hello, all you reinventors. This is Leslie Jane Seymour, and I created this podcast, and I am also the founder of CubbyClub.com, in which we talk all about reinvention all the time. So I want to introduce you to a good friend of mine, Jennifer McKay, and I love the fact that she had to go back to work because for financial reasons in her family, and she had to find a revenue producing idea that would work for her. And after she did that, she was so super successful there. It was a beauty company sales program um, that she's not allowed to mention the name of, but you can you can Google what she says in the piece um, and find the name. Um, but she did so spectacularly well there that in her 50s, she's now transitioned over to being a painter. She actually still has her beauty business, but she's a painter full time. And um, both of them give her great joy for different reasons. And I think it's a great example of sometimes how you have the two track, one to be very smart about your finances, and one then to find the creativity and joy in your life. And I think it's a great set of lessons. And I also hope that it will hit a nerve for those of you who have felt that you've not had enough creativity in your life and very feel very stunted or stymied by a boring corporate job or law or all those things that can get a little boring and repetitive. So I hope that you will enjoy my talk with Jennifer McKay. So welcome, Jen. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. This is so much fun. It really is. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad you asked. So I want you to talk because you've really done such an amazing reinvention job. And as you know, reinvention is our thing. And I know you've had a couple of reinventions. So let's go back and start with your childhood and what you grew up thinking you were going to do. Well, I, you know, I, I was born and raised in New Orleans and I went to college at SMU and then finished off in communications at Loyola University in New Orleans. And from there, I moved to Los Angeles, where I started my career in mostly advertising agencies, all in marketing. And, you know, that uh, career ended um, with Katrina. I had a job in New Orleans. We moved a couple of hours away to Lafayette, Louisiana. And um, my husband had a branch of his office there and suddenly, and this is not a trans, really a reinvention, but for five years, first time in my adult life, I didn't work. So I was a, you know, tennis playing, um, tennis obsessed, stay at home mom for a little while. And then I needed to go back to work after a few years. So there was a downturn in my husband's business. So, you know, bye-bye backhand. And I started looking for jobs. And Again. talk and yeah, and talk a little bit about that. So you'd been in marketing, and what kind of marketing was it? What kind of marketing were you doing? I was mainly doing um, advertising agency work. I was on the account side. I did go over to the client side a couple of times, and whole different world. But so it was all marketing for about twenty years. 
And so what did you decide to reinvent yourself as? And why did you not look for marketing again? Were you just tired of it or there was no marketing within your reach or why did you change? Um, well, honestly, I this thought of going back to an office, oh goodness, <laughs> to an office job. Leslie, can we start that over? Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. Tell me um, when the... Um, why did you not go back to regular old marketing? Well, I was looking, I had to, but <laughs> clearly the thought of going back to one of those soul-sucking office jobs, you know, two weeks yes. of vacation a year yes. was, <laughs> was horrifying to me. But, you know, I had to, I had to com contribute. So I was out there, you know, despondently knocking on doors <laughs> <laughs> and my older sister Karen I don't know why I have to always say older but I do uh, um, okay <laughs> anyway Karen brought me this direct sales business that she had started and Karen was a former you know law partner very very smart and she was also running a whole other business that that she'd come up with so with all that I said no, you know, absolutely not. I have no idea what that is or, and I really don't think it's for me. So <laughs> she went away. I went continuing to look for those jobs. And fortunately she came back and she said, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what it's doing for me. Uh, you know, just, just look at it a little bit more. And what kind of thing and, was it? What, what was it? Can you say? Sure. It was a skincare. It is a skincare direct sales company. Oh, yes. This is a really good one. You need to talk <laughs> about this. This is an option for a lot of people who are in transitions. Not a bad idea. Go ahead. I remember. It really is. It's a, you get out of it what you put into it. You can work you know, one hour a day. You can work 10 hours a day from home. It's a direct. What I did was a and skincare company. And talk about company. the brand and talk about why you ended up doing it. Uh, okay, the brand's phenomenal. The doctors that created this brand had already created another billion-dollar company. They just knew they could create even more you know, skincare products that would change people's lives. So, you know, I really jumped in because I'm thinking, you know what, I'll pay some bill-paying money and continue looking. But when I got in, it really was, oh my God, th this product's phenomenal. And the business model meant that, you know, success could be bigger than anybody imagined. It's, again, what you put into it. Is there, do you want to talk about the name of the company or is there a reason why you don't want to? I'll just say it's a very, very, it's the number one skincare company in North America. So is it? Wow. <laughs> you can okay. Google that. All right. Google that. And then you can figure out what it is and apply if you want to. Okay. So talk a little bit about what you did because you became... I mean, this is like Mary Kay's success. You became one of their top, top, top salespeople. Right. It is a Mary Kay. Um, Mary Kay, that company was responsible, just a little aside, from create, for creating more millionaire women than any other company. That's right. And no one knows that. And no one, everybody poo-poos Mary Kay. It was a huge economic vehicle for women. And so are a lot of these direct sales companies. I mean, they're... The flexibility, the um, ability, you know, it's a meritocracy. You get out of it what you put in. So I went in and I said, okay, this is it. I see it now. 
and I'm going to maximize this. I am going to get my family out of this financial predicament we were in. Right. And I remember, you know, very, this is close on, uh, very early on, you know, I called a, a friend of mine, Joel Goldstein. He was my first boss when I started in Los Angeles 20 years ago. And this is key. He told me, he said, I've never done it. He said, but Jen, you need to become a student of the direct sales industry. You know, every, oh. so important. He said, every book you read, everything you listen to while running or, or driving has to be something either to further your um, knowledge of your business, of your company, you know, but also to, to inject yourself with self-improvement, d- develop the skills you need to do to make this work. Wow. In, what an interesting point of view. Was there any particular books that he directed you to that was helpful? Oh, goodness. There's so many. There a bunch. There's, okay. There's, you know, Think and Grow Rich. It, that's, uh, you know, the one of the best mindset ones, and it's pretty old, um, Napoleon okay. Hill. But Okay. You know, Darren Hardy has great programs. Um, Robbins Who? has incredible programs. There's Who? so many um, outlets. Okay. What was the last one you said? I was saying, that, you know, trainers out there like uh, Darren Hardy or, or develop self-development people like Tony Robbins. I mean, oh, they Tony have... Robbins. Okay. I didn't catch yes. that. No problem. Yeah, they they are incredible resources. Uh, you know, they are proven are successes and and have created successes, you know, from what they do. Right. So it's critical to invest in, in that sort of information. Right. And especially if you're going to do this kind of direct sales kind of thing. Exactly. A lot of people will come in and think, ah, I heard mailbox money. and <laughs> But you really have to do the work. Okay. And create the mindset in order for any of it to work. So how long did it take you to become, what did you become? What was the final thing you ran? I know you ran huge, huge systems and had all these people working for you. How long did that take and what kind of money were you making? I have a great organization. And what, I'm sorry, the last part? And how much money were you making? Can you give an idea? I can give it, I I can give an idea. It was six times as much as any, um, Six times as much as any job at a uh, yearly salary in a full-time wow. market, 20-year full-time marketing career. Holy shit. Okay. That's great. And in about three years, I had hit the top of the company. There was I was one of the first 24 to, to hit the top level. And, you know, Leslie, I truly believe it, it was because I knew it. I mean, I saw myself walking on that stage in a few years. I, I knew the rewards I was going to get. I You know, it was... It was visualizing, almost visualizing things into success. But you studied also. You didn't just sit and hope and visualize. No, but those are some of the books about how to master that. But no, it was okay. it was training and it was listening to people in my business. And it was going out there and failing and having 55 no's thrown at you or I don't get it before you get one great business partner. So okay. it was All a right. lot of fall down, but it's how you get up. Okay. And so you did that for three years. I have had that business and I'm still working the business for a little over 10. I mean, this, oh, wow. this is, okay. 
it's something that have built this incredible team of entrepreneurs. So, you know, eventually you have people in, in your organization who see the vision are out there building their own teams. Okay. So, you know, I've worked very, very hard for 10 years, but eventually my time freed up because mm-hmm. I did have this big organization and I had done the work, okay. a lot of work up front. Okay. Okay. And enough to support your family? Enough to support us, keep them, keep us, you know, in our house and the kids in their, their schools they want, but it took us to a whole different level of things we didn't seem possible. Possible. My son you know, was able to go to a very expensive um, you know, private university because that's where he fit. That's incredible. So it, yeah, I was able to, to give us, you know, what we never really thought possible. That's amazing. Okay, so you're still running that in the background. And then? So and then when my time did free up, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going back to tennis. I'm, you know, my kids are out of the house. You know, I wanted to do something that I could use my free time in a way that kind of lit my soul. You know what I mean? Yes. And did so, you not feel that before? You did not feel that that your soul was being turned on by this kind of work? In my business? Yeah. There's a lot of soul turning on. You have extreme highs when you see other people succeed. But again, it's also a lot of, you hear a lot of no's. Right. So it kind of balances out the soul singing. You know, right. So I wanted to find something that was a little more level that I could just, right. you know, drape myself into. Uh-huh. And, you know, when I was younger, it was all about painting and creating. And I, I loved art. But, you know, that was early. I kind of left it behind early in life because of life. I mean, you know, college, career, right, right. marriage, kids. There was no extra time to, you know, really fit something like that in. But when um, three years ago, we went on vacation. I came back with these beautiful pictures of the mountains of Colorado. So I'm like, you know what? That needs to be somewhere. So I started messing around, got some supplies. And I was so surprised because it was still in there. You know, it was, I had it. And, and the satisfaction of like making the perfect mark or, you know, totally finished, putting the finishing touches on a composition you love. It, it, I was like, okay, you know, by God, I think I've got it. So, you know, I kept painting and then I went to the master of all uh, teachers, Mr. YouTube, and started looking around uh, at different techniques. I mean, you can learn, as you know, absolutely anything on YouTube. It's fascinating. So, you know, I was soaking it all in. I learned how to make a water drop that I swear you could look like you could wipe off the page. So you just Googled different painting techniques you were interested in? I mean, I can't tell you. There are so many people who started their businesses on Google. Oh, oh, it's it's hilarious. So, yeah. I started Googling. I wanted to, you know, paint this plant I'd taken a picture of with dew on it. So I I Googled how to draw water droplets. Incredible. Um, How to start an abstract painting. How How to... a wave which was one of my best my husband came home and he's like who was here he's like this is just <laughs> weird he wasn't used to it okay 
So then I came across an artist, her name's Adele, and her videos spoke to me. They were um, four, four stages of abstract painting and you know, color technique. And she was a great teacher. So it, it, I, I watched her that week and eventually reached out to her and hired her as my mentor. That's awesome. Incredible. And you hired her as a mentor. How do you do that? Do you just put her on like dial up or, or did she coach you what? or what do you mean? Well, what we did, we, she agreed to work one-on-one. I mean, it was, it was pricey, but totally worth it. And we did a shorter session the first go round, And we, the second time I hired her, it was five very intense 45 minute uh, Zoom sessions with her. Huh. And okay. It, and, and she was again, willing to do that. And you just, you got to know her, you reached out to her, you followed her. And, and then she said, yes. Did she have that in her programming or you just well, reached out? Oh, no. It, she has a mentoring program. She's an incredible, she's an incredible artist and an incredible online instructor. So this was her top program. It was, it was pricey, but I just, we just finished our last session three days ago and it was a hundred percent worth it. Wow. Amazing. Okay. This is absolutely amazing. Okay. So after I started really, you know, and I'll stress and I'll stress again later, the importance of a mentor, they've made the mistakes. They've, you know, as we're doing, you know, they, they've seen the best practices, you know, skip out all the middle stuff and just invest in somebody who can teach you, who can, who can show you, you know, what they did to achieve it. So, um, Adele gave me a little more confidence and I was still, you know, only hesitantly sending, you know, pictures to my good friends and family. I was not ready to branch out. And a friend of mine finally said, she's like, Jen, look, if you're not doing it because you're not believing that we're saying we like it and we think other people, people will. My friend Ashley said, you know, okay, then this, perhaps putting yourself out there like that might encourage one other person or five other people to say, you know what, if she can do it as awkwardly <laughs> as she's doing it, then I can put myself out there. Uh-huh. So, so then, you know, yeah. That, so how did, so where is the business now and what is the business? Because I know what it is, but our listeners don't. So explain what you do now and how you make your money and um, where it's gotten you to. Okay, so now um, I, you know, I am an artist mostly in abstract work, a lot of collage pieces, a lot of, I started in sculpture, mainly there, you know, columns and towers on lucite blocks. My husband and I are starting to experiment with like furniture, you know, functional art. So it's been very fun, especially doing this with my husband, but, you know, the art was kind of stacking up. So I had some friends have home shows for me. And Leslie, I was astonished. I mean, people came and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're buying stuff. I mean, there were the art's really pretty. Everybody should go see it. Where can they see your site? Well, on Instagram and um, 
my website. It's uh, jenmckayart.com. Spell McKay so they can find you. It's Jen McKay, J-E-N-M-C-K-A-Y. Great. And talk a little bit about, so it started with home showings from friends. And you would get like how many buyers at those home showings? The first one I did, I think we had 16. I say we because that's incredible. My had it. That's amazing. <laughs> it was, 16 people, 16 items sold in the first home thing. That's fabulous. Oh my gosh. It was, it, it was such a goosebump maker confidence booster because somebody would come in and, and look around a painting and say, oh my God, I, I'm just envisioning it. This has to go in my daughter's room or my husband's study. And it was, it was phenomenal. And I know that you that you've done a couple of those. So now, so now you have two incomes, right? And how often do you paint? And how often do you do you sell? It's on, it depends on the day. I say average right now is a 50-50 split, depending on you know how that all shakes out. But with both businesses, sometimes I can get in the zone, you know, with my direct sales business, and sometimes I you know, standing at a canvas and all of a sudden I realize it's you know, dark outside <laughs> eight hours later. But that's great. That's the flow you want to be in with a creative job. That's what's really amazing. Right, right. Now you couldn't do uh, this unless you had the other job going and providing enough income, right? Right. There's no way I would be. Okay. You need to have somewhere. In- okay. Right. That's all right. I mean, you know, writing has become like that. Editing's become like that. It's no longer, you know, when I started out in the writing business, you could actually make a living as a writer. Now you can't. It's kind of like being, a, you know, an actor. You have to have a full-time regular job and then you write on the side. So I'm not surprised. Right. Right. Now, I, yeah, I could never do this without the other business. The, the direct sales business is a larger portion, of course. I just, you know, really started getting my um, feet wet painting. But the, but the the reward really is with the art so much more than what somebody just paid for a, you know, 36 by 36 canvas. And so it's in the painting that you get the enjoyment, not the payment. Right, well, the payment's nice and I still plan on, I still have goals on how to increase, how to really monetize my painting and my art without losing the joy that I love about it. That's always the danger. That's the danger of any kind of artistic endeavor is how do you, it's like, oh, I love, you know, the food business, but once you get into making it a business, it's a drag, you know? So where is that line for you? Right now it is really all joy you know, for me. And I haven't stopped, you know, with the learning, as I said, I just had a a session, the private mentoring session uh, came to an end, but I'm going to turn around and find somebody else to lift me up and learn something from. So it's, that's what makes it so new all the time. And it, it, you know, it's all in us to create, to create, whether it's art or or, our future or, you know, all of that. It's we, we have the power. And what will you, what do you see the future of this being? Do you see 
always two tracking the two? Do you see ever switching the other one off or do you, do you see it always as the secondary thing, but that it brings you a lot of joy? I don't, I, I do want it to become more of a primary thing. Um, and I, I do want to improve my art. So it, it gets to the point where you know, I really am a, a born artist or, or a developed artist. I saw a quote the other day from Ralph, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, every artist was first an amateur. Love that. That's true. Of course, that's true. So when you when you write down on the little form when it says, you know, occupation, what do you say now? That's a good question. <laughs> I say I still say I still say self-employed. Okay. But then I put a comma. Okay. And I add artist. You do. Awesome. I love it. Okay. That's fantastic. Now let's talk quickly before we get to the end here. People are going to want to know one of the biggest issues for women our age um, with these corporate jobs and with long-term careers. A lot of people don't have the, I guess, the luck that I had where I was able to channel my creativity into something that made me a living. So if you have to two-track like you did to bring creativity into your life, um, because that's a big issue for a lot of women. They want to know how to have more creativity. They want to express themselves. What are the tips and tricks that you would give someone like me or someone like yourself before about doing it, how to do it? I love the stuff about going and finding a mentor online. I, I, you know, There's a whole thing to be done about how to Google your way into an uh, entrepreneurial business, which is so interesting. You and another friend of mine did that. But how do you, what would you say are some tips and tricks? What things did you learn? What would you never do again? What were the big mistakes? And then what were the learnings? Oh, gosh. Um, as far as my <clears throat> direct sales business, one of the biggest things is trying to talk anybody into joining my business. They either saw what I saw or saw a little bit of what I saw, but if they didn't, and they came in anyway because I was so darn persuasive. It was a 100% waste of time every time. So you have to cut out, just give people the information. And when they get it, they get it. The smart people get it. And so you can't really persuade them. That's very interesting for long term. Right. It won't be successful in the long term. That's a good tip. Right. Another thing I'm big on, and I know a lot of people think it's, you know, woo-woo and but it's the self-talk and it's the throwing what you want and throwing your vision for your future out there. You know, everything physical, every movement in the world was first somebody's thought. So it's so, so important with that self-talk. You can have, ne have negative talk, be sure you go right back at it with what you can do not what you're limited with. So in a quick, funny story, you know, when I started that business, it was with my best friend um, and we were tooling around Texas, Louisiana. And one of our, our reward programs is you, when you hit a level, you get a free white Lexus. So great. Every time we saw one, I'm like, okay, is that the, the model you're going to get? And she would just laugh. And 
I couldn't get it. Of course, we're going to be in the, the free Lexus. What are you scuffing at? So it just, I knew it. I saw it. I was acting as if before it was there and it caught up. Was that something you taught yourself to do? Because where I come from, typical East Coaster, like that sounds very woo-woo California, but yet there are an awful lot of entrepreneurs who I speak to on this podcast who either saw themselves in this very successful spot. I've never really heard of somebody actively teaching themselves how to envision because that is such a, an important part of it. They seem to naturally, there's, there's a disconnect for me between the people who naturally can envision themselves um, and then people who have to force themselves to envision themselves. But you can learn to envision yourself in that success. Absolutely. I never could have done it. I mean, there's, I can throw out the biggest one, Wayne Dyer. I mean, he has so much material out there about how you think your future into existence. That it's all you, it's all the potential. It's no luck. It, it's not about luck. It's about knowing it's going to happen. So yeah, it, it's all self-taught for me. So Wayne Dyer, D-I-E-R? D-Y-E-R, yes. D-Y-E-R. Okay, cool. I'm going to look into that. So maybe we'll have, maybe we'll do a little roundtable about visioning because I do think that that's such a big tool and so many people tell me that. And I struggle with that. I'm not a good, I'm way too practical, way too reality-based, way too like, how can I envision something like that? But I love the tools I think people really could use if it really works. And I've heard it works. What else would you suggest for women like us who want to make that transition into something creative? That is easy for both, but especially with creating art. Don't worry about what anyone else thinks or don't even think if they're thinking in their head, oh, that's terrible or, oh, that's fantastic. Don't care what anyone else thinks you it's such a personal thing to create and then it's such a generous thing to offer to the world so you know don't listen to anybody if you have naysayers just keep going awesome and one other thought is there anything else that you would was did was age an issue for you in any way did you see it as an obstacle as a positive Anything that helped you or, or held you back? No, I, I definitely saw it. It, it, it didn't matter if um, you were 20, 65, or, you know, 40. To be, you know, in that company, to be successful, it, was, it, it just depended on what you did. So that was there. And, and then starting to paint at 52, 53, you know, age isn't there. Look how much time I have. I have a lot of runway left. So I have a long time and to start start something that I love that can last me the rest of my life. Awesome. Jen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What an interesting discussion. And um, I love your art. I think it's beautiful. And people now know where to go find you. They can find you on Instagram. And um, any last words before we go? Um, I'll just say 
there's just, everyone has so much unrealized potential, I think, in them. Just keep finding, you know, what you can be good at and what you love and keep exploring. Never, never stop exploring what you can learn. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. Sure, Leslie. Thanks for having me. So thank you for joining us for this conversation on Reinvent Yourself with Leslie Jane Seymour. And I hope that was inspirational for those of you who want to put more creativity into your life. I understand that need. And I hope it gave you some tips and tricks for doing that. If you're serious about reinvention, mosey on over to thecoveyclub.com and put reinvention into the little spyglass search engine there and you will find tons of content on reinvention. Not only do we have this podcast, we have articles, we have a whole series of things to get you going. Um, Reinvention is what we do. We have a wonderful thing called Positive Mornings, which is all about reinvention and we do it in a small group. We have masterminds, we have circles, we have all kinds of things. I hope you will come and find out all the great things Covey Club has to offer And what we've learned is that we can't tell you what your reinvention is going to be, but we can hold a a space for you while you find out what that is. And that's a valuable thing because that's what you need in order to have that moment to discover. And we will put stuff in front of you. We'll put services, products, ideas, people in front of you that will help you make that transition. And I will tell you what's amazing after doing this for three years, even people who I think are so stuck and will say they're stuck and I'm not gonna go anywhere and I can't do this, suddenly have a breakthrough, every single one of it. It may not be, it may take 18 months, it may take two years, but they get there. I also suggest that if you're even thinking there might be a reinvention in your future, Come to Covey Club early. Don't wait till the last minute. It takes about two or three years to gear up for a transition, to do it smoothly, to be prepared. And that includes for leaving a job, leaving a corporate job, or feeling like you might be forced out, pushed out, downsized, laid off. Don't wait till that last minute. Come join us now. Play with us. We will help you figure out what you're going to do next, and you will be a very happy camper. So hopefully we will see you again and come join us on this podcast. Please listen to all the interesting interviews that are of of value to you. Leave us a few stars, leave us a review and pass us along to friends you know who need that help too. So take care. Have a wonderful day.